0: This is all my fault? What are you talking about?
1: Do you not know what you've done? The ramifications of what's going on here? Or any idea about me? The great inventor, Luca?
0: What kind of great inventor shows up when all hope is lost?
1: All hope is what? Oh dear. It seems I've got some science to explain. Take a look at this screen.
0: What am I supposed to be seeing?
1: How did you make such a mess without even knowing the basics of space-time? No matter, I can explain this to anyone, even that cute dummy Chrono. Think of the universe as a plane, like a sheet of paper. If you want to travel between two points, the shortest distance is a straight line.
0: Okay.
1: But, that's only the shortest distance normally. If you could fold that sheet of paper, those two points could touch, and that would be even shorter. You'd have a portal between those two points. And if you think of that sheet as space-time, you have a gate, like the ones used to travel to different time periods.
0: What exactly does that have to do with us? How did we cause these distortions, or whatever you're calling them?
1: Stay with me here. What if you took that paper and shook it?
0: It moves?
1: And if you shook it a lot?
0: Uh, the paper tears?
1: Exactly. And if that paper were the universe? Uh,
0: That sounds bad. But uh... But it's more
1: complicated than that, because really, it's not a universe. It's a multiverse with lots of sheets stacked on top of each other, representing different possibilities. Oh, do forgive me. Of course, where do you come in? I'm not sure how you got here, but when you opened a gate from the end of time to 2300 AD with your device, it was like it started to shake a piece of paper, or in this case, the universe. At first, it was just temporal distortion, this universe making contact with other universes that's how i found you
0: um and then
1: then the distortion kept happening the ripples got bigger and bigger and now that sheet is starting to tear and parts of the universe and others are falling into nothingness
0: look i'm having a really hard day why not just turn it off
1: absolutely not Shutting it off all at once would create one focused distortion that could tear through all the layers of the multiverse. That's... not good.
0: Wait, you said that these distortions, they're causing the sheets to touch. That means they might be able to connect this world to our world.
1: You're also from another world? Fascinating. And an interesting hypothesis. Hmm. I think it's possible, but precision would be required. I already need to calibrate your device to counter the existing distortion. I think I could probably configure it to help you get home, but I think it would be a one-shot deal, and I'm not sure what to do about your friend.
2: It's just Luca. Wait, Robo? Okay. Hello everyone, and welcome to the Zeal Archives, covering the A to Z of the world of Chrono Trigger. Today as we dig into the archives, we're talking about the incredible singing robot, Robo. Quick update, if you've been listening along to the podcast so far, in an earlier episode, I was like, what gender is Robo? And fortunately, in the research for today's episode, discovered that Robo is decidedly male, so sorry for that. With me, as always, is my good friend, Nick G. Hey, hey! I hope, G, you are ready to talk about super fighting robots from the future, because that is what we are talking about today.
0: I most definitely am. Proto Man from the Proto Dome.
2: Look through the looking glass, people. (laughs) Robo is a really interesting character and there's a lot of like symmetry to him in ways that I like narratively and mechanically. Oh, interesting. When I think about the game, it's like, oh yeah, Robo, you get him pretty early on and you do, but Robo is technically the fourth playable character that you encounter in the game. Obviously you start with Chrono. Very quickly you get Marl, you get Luca and then Frog and some combination of those two fluctuating around for a bit and then you get Robo.
0: Robo is, a, is the first to help you demonstrate that you cannot send four people through a portal.
2: Yeah, after doing some weird <laughs> salute in the portal.
0: <laughs> maybe that was the problem. Yeah, maybe. Maybe
2: I don't know if they're supposed to be doing like a peace sign or V or whatever, but they get into the portal and it's like, oh, don't don't ever do that again.
0: It was uh, an amount of confidence that they had no right in in having at that time and therefore were spit out at the end of time.
2: When you think about all the things that could have gone wrong, the, the outcome that did happen is pretty good.
0: That's true.
2: After you're trapped in a world before later on, you encounter Robo in the Protodome, home of the Proto Man, <laughs> <laughs> broken and in need of repair. As I discovered during the research, in actuality, Robo was developed sometime around 1999 AD by a little old computer named, a uh, supercomputer named Mother Brain either in the genodome or the, the abandoned factory, whose original purpose was to study humans.
0: Man, didn't seem like there were that many left. I mean, maybe in 1999. Mm, yeah, when? But before or after, uh, you know, the big guy shows up.
2: I feel like Mother Brain was kind of optimistic. It's like, 1998, nothing could go wrong next year.
0: (laughs) No reason to be prepared.
2: We'll probably talk more about that little tidbit when we talk about Mother Brain and Robo's entire side quest. Uh, As we talked about in our episode on the R-Series of Robots, he is unsurprisingly an R-Series robot. He is R66Y, and his actual name is Prometheus. Yes
0: fire to mankind
2: yeah this is what i was trying to figure out like i always find it interesting to dive into the etymology of things because as we've talked about sometimes the the references in chrono trigger are like ooh, that's like spot on and other times it's like thematically this works but why
0: yeah like the gurus are the three wise men and stuff like that there's there's, there's quite a bit of biblical stuff i mean the mystics is itself uh <laughs> reference to the Crusades yeah there's all kind there's all kinds of like little references in, in Trigger to historical stuff
2: yeah and like they worked in the Woolsey translation and they work in the the newer translation as well but it's like okay so you call them Prometheus and this isn't an English thing this is Prometheus is Robo's name in the English and the Japanese version oh wow so like there's something to that I read that in Greek mythology Prometheus means, or the the word means forethought, but Prometheus is a titan, a culture hero, and a trickster figure who is credited with the creation of humanity from clay and who defies the gods by stealing fire and giving it to humanity as as you'd mentioned, G. That was the part that I knew, the fire part. Yeah, He's known for his intelligence and being a champion of humankind and seen as the author of human arts and sciences generally. I don't see the connection to Robo there though.
0: Now, Prometheus created people. And he brought them fire because he, he created them and he loved them so much. But he was punished summarily for doing that.
2: That's true. Is he the one who gets his...
0: Yeah, he is. He gets his lever packed out forever.
2: Okay, was that or the rock?
0: Yeah, that's Sisyphus. Because he's a god, his lover regenerates. So sucks for him. But he was punished for fraternizing with humans, which I believe Robo is as well.
2: Yes, actually, that 100% clears it up. We don't know how he was damaged the first time. Could have been literally anything. Actually, we don't know how he got to the protodome either.
0: No, he's just there broken.
2: Yeah, but you're, you're right. He fraternizes with the humans, which is bad news. Eventually, the other robots, I guess, pack out his liver, figuratively speaking. And then he's got to endure that some more.
0: And the fire he gives them? Lasers. <laughs> <laughs> The
2: best kind of fire yes. lasers. <laughs> also in a super meta sense, he's Prometheus mm. in the sense that you always come back to save him and he always gets the crap beat out of him.
0: <laughs> Gosh, that's true.
2: Another thing that I I learned doing the research for this, Mary Shelley's Frankenstein is subtitled The Modern Prometheus. Yes. And Frankenstein is a story about create. I haven't actually read Frankenstein, but having seen a reference in many pieces of pop culture, it's, it's where a man creates another man from
0: from pieces
2: (laughs) and that that is also kind of true it's like Frankenstein has a bunch of man-made qualities but isn't human in the same way that that we are. And same is true of Robo. Yes. In the story and and is brought up in the story, Robo is a curious robot. He is unable to comprehend human emotions at first, but as he analyzes and study humans, he takes he begins to take a more more interest in them and finds them puzzling but fascinating.
0: He is extraordinarily like Data from The Next
2: Generation. <laughs> I was going to say now I need to go back and rewatch The Next Generation, but that is a very long series.
0: It's, I think it's still good, but yeah. Oh, it is. it's, It's quite long.
2: Yeah. In the original English translation, it is stated indirectly and incorrectly that Robo has no emotions, a thing I paid literally no attention to. Hmm.
0: I remember in one of the endings, he like, it is indicated that he cries oil.
2: That part I remember. I copied the lines that come up. Yeah. Like when you're doing the rainbow shell quest, if Robo is in your party, and so a bunch of this is contextual, like you need to have him with you. Robo will say, although I have no emotions, there is something warm and cozy about this letter.
0: (gasps) Although I have no emotions, this is the emotion I'm feeling about
2: this. (laughs) (laughs) One of the endings, he cries and he says, Luca, you have taught me these emotions. Thank you. When you face off against Mother Brain, she says, This is rich. Don't make me laugh. You have emotions. I'll show you just how human you've become.
0: Computers hate emotions.
2: I guess he's human after all, though.
0: He's more human than any of us.
2: Yes, going to come back to that. (laughs) (laughs) Other interesting things about Robo, something that's impossible to notice as a player of the English version. Robo has a unique speech pattern in Japanese because... People listening to this podcast may not know things about Japanese. Japanese has three different writing systems. Yeah. It has kanji, which is the ideograms, which many are borrowed from Chinese. It has katakana, which is used for foreign words and... and words borrowed from other languages like we would have for um words like karaoke (laughs) oh yes okay and hiragana which is like katakana and hiragana are phonetic but they represent like words that are hiragana is like japanese words and katakana is foreign words robo speaks with bits of katakana when he speaks but he has trouble pronouncing things but all of the other robots speak in katakana purely with the exception of johnny who i think has like a kansai or like bro kind of thing going on
0: oh interesting man that like, I wish I knew more about Japanese. That sounds really cool.
2: Yeah. I mean, like, if if we ever played it in Japanese, you would visually notice because the uh, katakana characters tend to be a lot more angular. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, no way for us to, to notice that because we're always playing in English.
0: Funnily enough.
2: Uh, Robo is the only playable character without a special ending in the full motion video endings. man really yeah i was i was i read that and i'm like no that can't be right and i'm like wait a second
0: well we did six the endings how many characters are there seven well that's probably good enough
2: it's like what if we put like a miniature (laughs) little doll robo like thing does that count no we're doing it anyway hey it's like hey we got this new game coming out could we tie it to that sure why not but what about that character shut up you
0: (laughs) this is not directly related but like in terms of in terms of a character robo definitely exhibits a lot of the qualities of what we would call these days as a best boy. Oh my God. Yes. Yeah. He's very, he's very like supportive of everyone. Just wants everyone to have a good time. He wants to be as helpful as possible. He's very positive. And especially when it's like, why are you beating me up? I thought we were friends. It happen, happens a lot. And it's just like,
2: <laughs> the tears come very quickly when it comes to Robo. Cause he's like, he seems naive. I mean, he is, he's a robot. He doesn't yeah. know any better. He doesn't know that all humans are
0: bastards. (laughs) He doesn't know that he's defective, in quotes.
2: I hadn't thought about it until you mentioned this. All of the characters have a a distinct personality. Like, yeah, they're archetypes. They're kind of uh, stereotypical. Chrono has no personality. That's easy. Frog is helpful and kind, but also is, like, way too caught up in his own stuff. Yeah. He's like, oh, if only I could stop this terrible thing from happening. It's kind of emo. Like, geez, we just... Could you just pull yourself away from honor <laughs> or whatever for like five minutes?
0: I am not the true hero. I, I can't. I can't possibly.
2: Hey, we brought your cool magic sword back. Yes, I can redeem my honor.
0: I I suppose that I could now that I have this cool magic sword.
2: But you're right, Robo is like best boy. He goes above and beyond. It's like, I wonder what happened to this forest. It's like, well, we could go back and plant this tree. After, and after you beat this awful boss, it's like, oh, somebody needs to do something. And Which is a dumb question. <laughs> <laughs> like, yes. Like, oh, man, if only somebody could be here for hundreds of years. <laughs> <laughs>
0: we need somebody to stay for about 400 years. Now, who should it be?
2: <laughs> Magus. I feel like that's where everybody side eyes robo yeah but robo is probably like i'll do it anyway actually he's probably like yeah i'll do it
0: he was okay with it. He's like yeah this is a great chance to help and i'm not doing anything for the next 400 years so let's do that
2: <laughs> do you think robo is a nihilist um hard to say
0: <laughs> he was like the opposite of marvin from uh hitchhiker's guide
2: oh that's true because like on the one hand i <laughs> As Robo is a robot, I can imagine him thinking it's like, it's fine. 400 years doesn't matter because nothing matters. <laughs> or alternatively, it's like 400 years doesn't matter because I'm a robot and I'm invincible or whatever. It's like, uh, cool, weird way to look at it, but fine. Getting some better vibes now that I think about it.
0: Touching about it on our last episode, they could have just left Robo at 65 million and had him wait just behind Chrono before he
2: died. <laughs> we need you to just hide in the ocean palace until everybody shows up then we'll give you a signal
0: yeah he's like your spy through time maybe 65 million years would have been too long for him
2: one thing that i find strange narratively about robo is robo was made in 1999 as we've seen somebody made a steam-powered robot in 1000 ad luca made a freaking telepod (laughs) in 1000 ad among many many other things Yes. And but and by the time we get to 2300 AD, Robo is like one of the top pieces of tech and he's got a giant steam powered reservoir on his back. I guess so. Like what? We've got an Enertron. It can make you feel healthy and hungry, but Robo is a steam powered robot.
0: Is it possible that with Lavos departing, the energy of the world is also the energy that powers a lot
2: of things is also gone? I guess that's true. Or like batteries eventually die out, but water is everywhere
0: I mean this is going off the sound effects in a in a Super Nintendo game but the intertron also sounds like it's got steam in it
2: I didn't think about that maybe the future is just steam powered interesting huh your choices are magic or steam no in between
0: yeah magic doesn't really take off again I mean it was lost to humans I can actually actually have I, I hope I can find fan art of this I can like visually see Balthazar in the keeper's dome running a wire from the black omen into the dome to power it.
2: <laughs> something that I wanted to do for this episode, because we're talking about one of the characters, is I wanted to dig a little bit deeper, but I wanted to try to find you know something that's thematically on point. So we're going to talk a little bit about like the mechanics of Robo and a little bit about the mechanics of Chrono Trigger. Not entirely, though, because that's whew, that's like go programming <laughs> code. Yeah, yeah. As I mentioned earlier, Robo is the fourth character that you meet in the game, the fourth playable character. Interestingly enough, Robo is also fourth in terms of stats man like there are seven characters that you can play he's in the middle he is actually above chrono which must mean that chrono has some stats that we don't care about as much what
0: i mean stats that aren't speed
2: yes (laughs) (laughs) i mean that might be part of it yeah magus has the highest stat points at max level and marl has the lowest stat points at max level
0: interesting huh
2: in terms of like specifically which stats put him in the middle, he has middle hit. It is used to determine how often uh, you hit your opponents. Mm-hmm. Uh, interestingly enough, for Luca and Marl, it also determines how much damage they do because they don't have physical attacks; they shoot things.
0: Oh, that oh, interesting, interesting. Now we're sort of waving into D D territory here.
2: Yeah, a little bit, because. <sighs> There are different damage formulas for the male characters, Luca and Marl, which I was like, oh, the female characters. And then Ayla has her own and I was like, wait a second.
0: Oh, yeah. She gets her own her own calculation.
2: Yeah. But I think that has more to do with Luca and Marl use projectiles. Okay. And Ayla is a beast. Yes, that's true. Robo is in the middle of the pack for magic just below Frog, who is the actual middle of the pack. Robo is the slowest of all of the characters.
0: Yeah, it wouldn't you? Don't have to convince me.
2: And a thing that I learned is level ups do not impact speed whatsoever. The only way to change what? that is speed tabs. Oh dang! The slowest characters are in order: Robo, Luca, and Marl. Oh wow! Okay, which are which is unhelpful because Marl kind of needs to be all heely heely.
0: Yeah, is Carno the fastest?
2: Yeah, one hundred. I don't. I don't remember. He is one of the fastest, if not the fastest. It might be Isla. Uh, oh, that makes sense. But it's one of those two. I think, and this is this kind of makes sense. Robo is the least evasive. Isla's is the most evasive. Oh
0: yeah, okay. He's got a low dex.
2: He does, but that makes sense. He's a giant lumbering robot.
0: Yeah, which doesn't come across as much in the game because all the sprites are roughly the same size. But when you see like fan art or even official art, you see how big Robo is compared to everyone. You're like, oh yeah, he's a giant robot.
2: He's got to be at least. I, actually, they're kids, so it's hard to say. And sometimes uh. they look like chibi and sometimes they look like regular size. But I'd say he's got to be like six feet tall. Yeah. Robo's element is shadow. But as we learn, since he's not alive, I guess, uh, <laughs> he can't actually learn magic. Going back to d and D, a a thing that makes sense, but didn't click until I did the research. People in Chrono Trigger who have an element have resistance to that element.
0: Oh, like innately. Yeah. Interesting. So Interesting.
2: Chrono has some resistance to lightning. Megus has some resistance to shadow, and so on. Hmm. But like, that's not something I'd ever actively thought about. No, it can't be that much for Robo and for Megus. It's twenty percent. Okay, eh, that's enough. I think we don't notice it because usually you have multiple people in your party, so you're not paying attention.
0: Yeah, I'm just, I'll have lots of moments where I'm just like, why, why did that, why did that hit you for so
2: much? Oh well. <laughs> they're kind of bettered immediately exactly it's like oh i had the wrong equipment on or yeah oh, i guess i won't do that next time and something interesting to me robo can't learn magic but has techs for every kind of magic except water
0: oh yeah because he's got like bombs mm-hmm. That's and fire. he's got that electric one
2: shocking Shock. grasp Shock and grasp. <laughs> thinking about yeah. D some more <laughs> sure am excuse me <laughs> yeah shock yep most of his attacks actually are physical and he only actually has one single tech shadow move which is laser spin i wonder why he's does
0: everybody have to be categorized as something i guess for the purpose of the damage resistance
2: (laughs) yeah i that's something where you'd have to like go into the code and be like oh this is why
0: because he should be like like Ayla's not
2: uh doesn't have an associated element Hey, I have a fun fact about that, too. Oh. <laughs> Learning about the, the mechanics of the game as you do while you're reading about characters. You're right. Isla doesn't have magic. The game is like, you existed before magic existed, so no magic for you.
0: All your techs are flavored
2: punches. Exactly. <laughs> but she has resistance to fire. Oh. It's like 18% or something. Interesting. Hmm. No idea why. Maybe it's a bug. We'll never know.
0: Maybe she was going to have fire magic.
2: I think that would fit real well. I I think that would fit more than any of the other ones. I think in-game it would fit even better if it's like, you can't learn magic. She's like, my magic is fist. (laughs) It's like, fist isn't magic. Fist. (laughs) Other than that, in terms of mechanics, Robo, aside from being the middle of the pack, which makes him great for a lot of different things, Uh, He has a unique item called the crisis arm, which deals damage based on the last digit of your HP. Hmm. Most of the time attack is whatever your character's power is times four thirds plus some modifier for your weapon. The crisis arm has effectively no power. So it's all that. But you like take that, multiply it by the last digit of your HP and multiply it by two. So if you're always at full or if you always have a nine at the end, it can be a lot of damage.
0: I mean, so it totally changes the formula. Yeah. Interesting.
2: Apparently, and I'd like to try this out sometimes, if Robo has the prism specs and deals a critical hit, he could theoretically do 3,500 damage. That's a lot of damage.
0: Yeah. For an, a- for an attack. That's more than Chrono can do with Confuse.
2: Yeah, which is four four hits. Four hits of about 600. When he's, oh, yeah. Uh, Holy crap. Topped out, yeah. So... There's like lots of little interesting bits of mechanics in the game that, I mean, you can mostly gloss over if you're just playing. But talking about something that maybe isn't as mechanical, G, is Robo alive?
0: Yes. Next question. <laughs> I mean, uh, I mean, I don't know if I can granulate down to what makes him alive, but he's he clearly is a person. Like he has a personality, he reacts to things in his own way, and things affect him, and he cares about things.
2: Yep. And we, we know that he's not the same as other R-series robots, whether he's defective or not. He's an individual, he isn't part of a collective.
0: I will say, all of the other robots, like in, in within Robo's timeline, I'm not talking about like enemies here, within mm-hmm. Robo's timeline, Mother Brain and Atropos and the other R-series, I'd say they're also persons. Okay. In subcategory, they're dicks. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I mean, Atropos was being mind controlled, so that's different. Yeah, but Mother Brain's sitting here going,
0: I'll show you who has no emotions. I'm like, that's a pretty emotional <laughs> response.
2: She's projecting, literally and figuratively. She's literally,
0: yes, she's literally projecting.
2: Okay. We know that he, he's got a personality, selfless. He does think, like, he doesn't ever go beep, boop, or hold the doors open because prime directive is save humans or whatever he does yeah he seems to have motivations that are his own but maybe it maybe a better question is like let's say that robo is not alive one of the first lines that robo says is i am merely a robot i'm here to serve you or whatever no wait he actually kind of he kind of says that but like let's say he does it more robotically in in a way that like convinces you that it's like this is just a thing and not a, a person how does that change how you feel about robo as the game goes on
0: i mean it's probably a bad time to bring up i don't use robo that much <laughs> Oh, uh, yeah, but you know, but as I said, Robo's Robo's best boy. But if he's like literally like an item or tool that the party uses, then it's like, yeah. If you if didn't have any kind of personality, I would never use him. Like you'd just be a punch machine, which is kind of boring.
2: Yeah, we have a punch machine. Her name is Isla. Yeah, exactly. And you do not let the punch machine get too too angry because she will punch you.
0: Yes, as is her want. Yeah, no, it, no, it, no, it's got to be. Gotta be Robo thinking he's, he's like, just, I'm a robot. I'm here to serve you. I have no emotions, but you do Robo. You do. That's like his, it's like his arc. And if he's just like a tool that doesn't have an arc and is, doesn't have a personality, then that's not that fun.
2: No. And like, we get a, we, we get a small taste of that at the beginning. He's like, okay, Madam Luca. And she's like, no, no, drop the, drop the Madam. I'm just Luca. I was like, okay. You're like, oh, he's learning yes and then keeps learning and then at one point in like the fiona side quest it's like maybe there's an entity that's controlling things and you're just like like what (laughs) it's like it's like yeah i'm just i'm just
0: a humble robot here to serve humanity okay come along uh i think you could be useful for us and these friends live and laugh a lot of them they're just chilling by the campfire one night, taking a break from just saving the world and time. And Rob was like, is there a god?
2: <laughs> and I was like, what? <laughs> Galaxy. <laughs> Galaxy brain. <laughs> brain, yeah. yeah. Nah, maybe he's just programmed to do that. And then after, like, Luca's little time-traveling <laughs> escapade, he's, like, there with her. He's like, I don't know. I just made this special piece of amber for you that's brewing for hundreds of years. Yeah. Ow. Yeah
0: is the most human of all. Okay. No.
1: Robo, save your strength! I can fix you after I've saved the multiverse.
2: The
1: distortion is getting worse. Hmm. We don't have a lot of time, but I think Robo's right. A single precise burst from your machine at the right temporal frequency could stop everything from falling into nothingness. But there's only enough energy for one pulse.
0: So, what?
1: I was able to isolate your unique temporal coordinates. Depending on the phase of the pulse, I think I can open a portal to your world. Or your friend.
0: But if we... lock on to T?
1: You won't be able to go home. I'm sorry.
0: So my choices are everybody dies, I go home, or I save T. Your journey has not come No, Robo, it's fine. I dunno how I expect this to turn all out anyway. Now I have two strangers who have no business sticking their necks out for me here with me at the end of the universe. Thank you, Robo. (laughs) Well, it's been a lovely trip so far, folks,
2: and I think I know my next destination. Zeal Archives is a NixCast production and can be found on most podcatchers or at the source zealarchives.com. If you have comments, criticisms, or kudos for episodes past, present, or future, we are on Twitter and Facebook as Zeal Archives. To learn more about the hosts, TNG, you can also check out the nextcast.com or on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram at the